0: And welcome to Provoke, a podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I'm your host, Brian Wilder, and we're recording in the Evoke Advertising Studios near Orlando, Florida. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about office culture and uh, more so the perks of uh, that come with contemporary office culture, or focusing on contemporary office culture and what that means to future generations, uh, future generations of advertising staff, the 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 post millennial generation, if you will. Um, we're gonna have a couple of the representatives from that from that generation in the studio a little later uh, to talk about just a, a couple of different. Innovative and revolutionary approaches to traditional office culture, um, and kind of kind of tying in with that, I wanted to give my two cents on a particular. Approach that kind of caught my attention a couple of weeks ago. And although it, it, it's not particularly a, a new trend So to speak, it's still one that's slowly kind of permeating through the advertising agency um, And that's the that's the concept of app based rewards programs now for those who aren't familiar with this system it's basically a gamification of your performance as an employee. Uh, you basically take an app, uh, any kind of unnamed app company that creates these, and each each employer, each employee is kind of installed in the system. And for some, it's point based. For others, it's merit or demerit based. And um, what you do is you're you, you essentially award points to your to your uh, your fellow employees or even your employer, based on a whole custom series of, cri- series of criteria. And at the end of say a week or a month or even a year, you, 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 there's an aw- the rewards that are that are given to you or consequences. It really just depends on what your particular company feels is best, and then that determines your overall performance. So essentially, it's a updated way of trying to kind of do away with that tradition with traditional annual performance reviews that a lot of people, regardless of industry, are very familiar with and kind of bringing in this new guard of of a a new new rebranded way of being able to show your employers as an employee, to show your employers exactly how you feel about them. Um, So as far as I'm concerned, I'm not particularly sold on the idea for for uh, several reasons the one the first being and the, i think the most important is that people tend to tend to be petty <laughs> for lack of a better term t- people tend to be very very petty at certain things. I'm not, and I'm not talking. Obviously, I'm not talking about anybody at this particular company, but you've seen it. Everybody has gone through it, or I've heard, I've heard stories about people doing things just out of spite towards others, whether they work with them or not. And I can just imagine. I can just imagine this I, this 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 Hunger Games kind of scenario where this where one person is just hoarding all of their points in an attempt to get someone else in the company to do something fairly questionable just to gain those points. Um, and I'm not saying that that's. I'm not saying that that's what. Well, I am saying that's what could happen. Um, and so that's probably the that's probably why I'm most reticent about the idea of an app based an app-based reward system, um, and then that the other thing is, could you just imagine sitting at your desk or in your cubicle or just in some space getting work done, and all of a sudden, you get a notification on your phone that uh, tells you to, you know, sit up straight in your chair or, you know, you should probably be done with this assignment by now. It's already been two hours. Why aren't you done? Or, you know, something along those lines that kind of just, borderline berates you as you're in the middle of doing your job so it's it's almost like a digital it's almost like a digital way of having your direct report or a boss or a manager breathing down your neck I mean, and nobody nobody likes that um I don't know I, I just I'm not again I'm not particularly sold on the idea of an app-based reward system but maybe that's the, that's just the curmudgeon in me uh, kind of trying to pick apart something that could easily work, and easily work for the company as a whole. But again, I the, the, and I guess this is the third thing. I think it's more generational. I think it would work on a more generational. I think it, it would work with certain generations more than it than it does on others. And I think that's the point. That may be the point. Uh, someone like me, who's been in the professional workforce for over for five years or more, you know, I'm used to. Or I'm more familiar with that traditional annual review kind of setup, and so to make that switch from something that I'm very familiar with, and people like me, or people who have been in the industry even longer, are familiar with, it's it, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be and it, for some people it'll be tough. It'll be tough to make that switch to have to now be even more reliant on what their phone or what their what their smartphone tells them as opposed to what a quick five minute sit down in your manager's office could tell you. Um, but I think a good, a really good workaround or a nice, a nice medium, happy medium would be to kind of incorporate elements of that virtual performance rating system versus the traditional. So maybe instead of being 100% reliant on what your app says, you could kind of take kind of look at it as a supplement, look at what you're getting, look at the the, the kind of feedback, you're, feedback you're getting through your app, what kind of rewards you're getting through your app or lack thereof, and then kind of supplementing that response with what a face to face conversation, whether it's five, 10, 30 minutes, formal or informal conversation might provide between you and your manager or a boss or your boss CEO will have you. I think that's the best way to kind of introduce a fairly new but not so new concept to a workforce or an office staff that could, that's more than likely made up of different, different, different generations. Um, I, know, I know at Evoke, for example, we have people that run the whole spectrum. There are people who identify with the baby boomer generation and then we have people who work here that identify with the new, the newest generation. I believe generation Z is what they're calling it. I don't know. I feel like it changes every week, but um, yeah, just being able to kind of recognize that not every office space or the, the employees that make up that office space are all going to be able to make that change smoothly at once. And just again, finding that happy medium and and really being able to bring everybody into the fold in a nice, neat, and orderly manner. But um yeah, we're gonna talk about that and a couple other things that uh that are kind of just kind of emerging into the into the contemporary office space scene uh later on in the show. Um and yeah, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So uh we'll get into it we have a couple of guests in the studio um we'll get them to introduce themselves and then uh, once they're done with that we're kind of just going to jump into it so
1: well my name is stephanie i am a new social media coordinator here at evoke
2: uh my name is Brennan. i'm actually an intern here with account services at evoke
0: awesome 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 so the topic of the day uh du jour if you will is um office culture um Perks to a lesser extent, and kind of where the younger workforce specifically kind of sees the trends going. Um, so the the first question I really kind of wanted to get from the both of you is um, what 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 does office culture mean to you?
1: Well, for me, office culture is the reason that I'm excited to get to work. It's, mm-hmm not dreading the traffic it's actually being inspired to get up earlier and be happy to come here and stay here and you know if it means i'm here past five then great because i enjoy the office culture
0: okay and what about you
2: personifying a company is it's more of like the personality um so maybe if someone like founds a company and they're like this is the culture we want to create well they're going to kind of hire people that fits that kind of standard but then each individual also brings in their own aspects so it kind of evolves and really gives people coming in walking in and working with the business like oh this is this is not just like uh, a place where people just work but it's more of a person it's we can talk to everyone get Mm -hmm. a feel of what the company is so it's very personality based in my opinion
0: So it's for you, Brennan, it's more, it's less about the ping pong table or the pinball machine and a lot of the stereotypical kind of perks that people, a lot of companies tend to advertise as being part of the culture, but it's more so the sentiment, like when you walk in, like much like what you said, Steph, it's Mm -hmm. like when you walk in, you feel not necessarily like you're at home because that's what your home is for, Mm -hmm. but you you at the very least feel like you're among comrades who are kind of all shooting for the same goal yeah Yeah? for sure
2: and i mean that's how everyone says like i mean if you are an employee you are the company so i like the ping pong tables and all that those Mm -hmm. are like the tangible items that can get people into the mood and into the culture but um that's really where it comes from um like you said Stephanie with um basically you want to get to work early you want to stay late and it gives that mindset of um oh I love my job I love the environment that I'm in.
1: Yeah that atmosphere really kind of sets the mood if it's you know we're in an ad agency it's creative so your mind's able to think more you're able to think outside of the box you know talk with the your coworkers and really get things moving and now if you're working in finance and, and things are a little bit more stiff and structured, then maybe you're going to feel, you know, more in tune with all the details of things. So I think the atmosphere, you know, and the culture, they kind of work, work hand in hand and set the tone.
0: Okay. And with, with the, the idea of like the perfect atmosphere, does that kind of extend beyond just the interpersonal relationships that you have with your coworkers? Does it also affect how you do your job for your clients, too?
1: It does. I think it has probably the biggest impact. If I was in a cubicle, I would just be relying on my creative juices and the pictures that I hung up inside my cubicle walls. Now, with the open atmosphere, I can turn to my coworker, you know, throw some ideas back and forth and really evolve my thoughts. Um, you know, getting up, walking around, working in different spaces, it, it makes a huge difference.
0: Okay. So I, since you two are presumably fairly early into your careers in advertising I kind of want to kind of backtrack a little bit and start with you Steph, and kind of give listeners an idea of well, kind of like where you came from like how you how you landed in this 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 yeah. godforsaken <laughs> industry
1: yeah so I am semi newly graduated about a year and a half two years uh, since I graduated college and I've had my fair share in a very <laughs> wide range of industries. So I've had a little taste of everything nonprofits, real estate, um, customer service, and all of those had different atmospheres and work cultures where a nonprofit is going to be very friendly, very laid back, very humble. Um, everyone's working at one big table. Whereas customer service, you, you can't see out of the cubicle um, when you stand up because it's so high. And that, you know, that. It's not because it's a bad culture or they're lacking personality, but it has to do with the work that you're doing. I was able to do a great job there because Mm -hmm. I was constantly on the phone and I wasn't getting distracted with the things around me. Um, But being in an advertising agency has been, I feel like finally the niche that I'm looking for. And so when I'm sitting here and I'm able to be creative and I'm able to walk around and get inspired by not only the office space, but the people around me, um that's that's what I found really important in the culture here
0: at Vogue. So it's it's interesting you say that you you've you feel like you've you've landed mm-hmm. in the the place that you want to be. So we're not going to see you two years from now trying to be a rodeo clown. Yeah, or, yeah. So no know. more typical
1: millennial hopping around. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot of time, but you know, personally I do feel like it's important to to find your niche mm-hmm. and find where you're going to work best and the culture I think speaks really loudly to that and you can tell very quickly if this is the culture that's for you or not and I was able to quickly say "Mm, well I can do a good job but not for me not for me not for me hey I think this is working
0: okay how about you Brandon how did you fall into your internship in the advertising uh, industry
2: um it's funny because this is I mean this is actually the first thing like in college, that I was like, I want to do this because I've been in, like, basically all of the, the stereotypical like college majors, like as and how I put that is you hear of oh, going into freshman year, I'm gonna be a psychology <laughs> major, I'm gonna be a business major, mm-hmm. like all of these mm-hmm. very standard things, and it just was not for me, I guess it wasn't like enough creativity, I would say. Um, and I actually got into communications. Um, and then that led me into like advertising and branding. Okay. And even from high school, my first job was actually, um, as a photographer, like a sports photographer, I was in photojournalism. Um, and then I also played, uh, music. So I was constantly being in my own brand or trying to do an entrepreneur, which is kind of an out of the box way to put it. But I love the idea of people having an identity and having an idea and they want to spread it out. And I think if you've got a great idea, then I would love to be the person to help you spread it to everyone. Um, And so that's why I'm here learning about the industry, learning about, obviously like we're talking about company culture with Uh evoke. Um, and I just, I'm trying to learn as much as I can and get into it.
0: Ooh, spoken like a true intern.
2: Yeah. I love it. <laughs> no, but it's, it's
1: true. I think that learning opportunities is something that a lot of companies see as a a part of human resources and something they offer, and okay. they don't think about learning and development as a part of the culture. Um, it's not just training and development. I feel like learning opportunities is truly one of the biggest impacts on the culture, because if you have an office where it's dry, there's not a lot of room to learn and grow. You're going to be in an atmosphere where no one's really inspired to go further in their career, to, Uh to take that next step, to do things outside of their set responsibilities. And I feel like it could be put into place in any culture, in any industry, whether it's advertising or not.
0: Okay. And you 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 mentioned the idea of companies taking time out to open up opportunities for learning mm-hmm. experiences yep. for their for their employees and that's that's one of several very almost cavalier perks mm-hmm. that a lot of companies are starting to offer their employees. So it kind of brings me into my next question like are there any like crazy almost like maybe decadent kind of just out of this world or never never heard of before kind of perks or office culture amenities that you guys have heard of recently.
1: Yeah, nap pods. <laughs> nap pods are not something I would necessarily partake in if even available, just because I wouldn't want to be the employee always seen <laughs> taking naps on my lunch break. Now,
0: now tell now tell the people what what exactly is this nap pod nap pod technology? A nap pod,
1: basically a little hole in the wall that you can crawl into and sleep. I've never seen one. I've heard about. I know Google, Uber, uh-huh. um, Zappos. I know those are the companies that have nap pods and mm-hmm. i think they're great um but if i was walking into a company and saw that they needed nap pods i would be a little scared away <laughs> that man i'm never gonna leave but um i think it's great if you are that person that needs a 20-minute nap to get your juices flowing mm-hmm. again then I'll find and dandy but i'd i'd be found at the coffee
0: nap pods instead. i can yeah. <laughs> i can i can just feel the old school ceos freaking out at the <laughs> idea of like tripping over one of their employees or taking a nap in the middle of the day on like a tuesday or something (laughs) you're asleep right now yeah i want to do that exactly but i have to run this company (laughs) well what about you brendan have you have you come across any just like perks or or culture amenities that kind of had you like oh man like where do i where do i sign up
2: yeah well it's uh, not so much as like like sign up for me, mm-hmm. but I've what I thought uh, is really cool and um, kind of thinking for the future of myself. Okay. At least uh, a lot of companies are offering more perks for families and for parents and stuff like that. Um, where I just actually read the company, uh, I think SC Johnson, where they have like daycare on site for uh, for families. Okay. Kind of, but they've also gone as far as to hire a concierge service. So p- they actually have a company come, and you pick up dry cleaning, you uh, like have people do their laundry and stuff like that, just so that way they can like stay at work, their kids are taken care of, and basically they have all their needs, and they can just focus on work and kind of give it an idea that the company is their family and they're being taken care of. I'm just like, I, I hate doing laundry. I would, <laughs> love for, I would love for a company to just, like, hey, we're doing laundry this day. I will give you a full bag. I don't have to take it to my mom off, uh, <laughs> when I go home this weekend. that be great. It's um, like car
1: washes here, though. So, you know, once a month, we have the crew come around to evoke and, you know, okay. however much True, it is, yeah. you get okay. your car washed.
0: So it's one wash. less, one less uh, chore that you have to worry yeah. about doing after you get off work. So that's a weird kind of juxtaposition for me, the idea of a concierge service, so to speak, um, that takes care of all those chores, not to, not necessarily in an attempt to improve the quality of your life, but more so to keep you in your desk at yeah, work. So like, where do you, how do you reconcile the idea of putting more hours into work when there was such, such a, I guess, an effort tr- towards trying to get people to get out of work and be able to put more time towards enhancing the quality of their life, the work-life balance equation, if you will, like, how do you, like, how do you just not justify, but you know, how do you, again, reconcile with that idea of wanting people wanting to spend even more time at work?
2: Well, I mean, that's a, it's a good way to put it. But like, I also, um, I think that if you have like an employer that does all these things for you and you still like want to go home, spend time with your family, Mm -hmm. I think it's also not just like. Um, you spending more hours at your desk, but I think it's more you might be inclined to have a more quality or quality work, produce more quality work and then do it a little more efficiently. So that way you have more time for yourself. This is already taken care of by your employer. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically that's kind of on you for the balance. I see how what you're saying where the employer is like, oh, we just want more people at their desk. But I, I would hope at least that that's not the case. As they would be like, we're doing this for our employees, but then again, it is an employer. They would want more money and to be made and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, um, admittedly, I am the jaded one in the group. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ske- I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. But um, that and that kind of leads us into our, our next question, just the mm-hmm. idea of like the, the kind of the future of you know office culture and you know as workspace dynamics kind of change. Um, it's the idea of more people demanding a a, a, a work from home day, like mm-hmm. there, there are companies that are allowing their employees to work from home for at least, at least once a day. Um, I know there are companies in the area, in Orlando, that do that. Um, and so you were talking earlier about you know the the family dynamics changing and how people how there are fathers who are you know requesting paternity leave and you know in lieu of their their spouses who have maternity leave, mm-hmm. um, and so I you know just 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 examples like that like where do you see and I guess this is kind of the forecasting part of it like where do you make your predictions now like where what what do you kind of see what trends do you see happening in the office the contemporary office uh, workspace moving forward.
2: I think, especially in like the ad agency, there's going to be more of a push for not just work at home, but I think work from anywhere. I see, at least around the office here, a lot of people have their laptops, they plug them into monitors, and they can literally work from their desk, they work from maybe the conference room, work outside, um, even at home, um, but I, I do think that there's still going to be... A portion of it that's always going to be in house. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I mean, I'm assuming you work in creative. You have big machines. You gotta, you have to print. You have to um, do a bunch of work to where you collaborate with everyone. For sure. Um, and sometimes you can do that maybe over the phone or anything. But when you're trying to sync up a bunch of uh, devices, while the technology is getting better and getting there, I don't think we're completely there yet. Okay. Uh, like I've seen the like draw pads where you can project on the screen, or you draw something and then over. Uh, everyone's network then it'll show up as well um and i think that is really good technology coming out okay and we're adopting it but it, we're still in that early adopting phase so i think right now it's moving to you can work from everywhere but there are still portions where it's got to be in an office
0: okay well, what about you steph
1: i agree and i i think the best way to put it for me is i forecast that it's going to be all Based on flexibility. Mm -hmm. So, flexibility of your workspace, where you're working in the office, um, flexibility with that work life balance. Am I going to have to sit at my desk and worry about the three hours I have after work to get my dry cleaning done, to Mm -hmm. get gas in the car, to pick up the kids, to make dinner, to stop by the grocery store? If I have that flexibility that my employer is offering with Uh these services, then, you know check that off of my list and I'd be more than happy to sit in my desk for another 30 minutes. I I don't have that stress and Mm -hmm. um, I'd love that. Um, Flexibility to work from home, I think that's, you know, I think that's awesome to kind of get things off of your desk, but I do see the importance of being in the office to feed off of one another and um, progress things further, but flexibility all around
0: excellent all right i think that's a nice tidy way to to, <laughs> to wrap up that segment um i think we're going to move into our my favorite segment of the show um Woo-hoo! called uh take it or leave it um this is basically kind of a rapid fire round robin a discussion where i kind of throw out four or five topics issues stories trends fads what have you and we kind of just go around the room and just you know decide whether or not it's something that should stay in the fold or kind of be left in the dust. So are you guys ready? Ready. All right, here we go. First topic, open floor plans.
1: Take it.
2: Take it, definitely.
0: Why?
1: (laughs) You are, I've said it, you know, I feel like a hundred times already, but feeding off of one another Mm -hmm. um, in any work environment is going to, what is the word I'm looking for? Being able to throw your ideas back and forth is going to help you find better efficiencies to come up with better ideas okay. than you would just alone. And the open floor plan just allows that, allows you to inspire each other and, and essentially get more done as long as you <laughs> have that you know, to-do list in front of you and you stay focused to crossing everything off. So if you're easily distracted, I guess you can leave it at home, but <laughs> not me.
0: Okay. So I guess the, the, the playing devil's advocate, which I like to do, uh, what about that person who's super skilled at what they do, um, but doesn't necessarily jive as well with one person blasting Tchaikovsky out of earphones, and then the <laughs> other person, you know, tapping their tapping their pen with no real reprieve, like no, weir- no yeah. nowhere to kind of like escape to get work done like how do you this how do you work the, around that
1: the flexibility comes yeah. in handy here you find an empty conference room where you go sit on the patio where no one is and yeah you do have to escape it but mm-hmm. you do know if that is in your personality when you're walking through the office in the interview this is where it is important to recognize what is offered at the workspace and what you're bringing to the table and if it's the right fit
0: okay okay so the idea of an open open floor plan but with the option to kind of yes. get yes. away
2: but i also add too like especially with open floor plan it's it's going to be extremely uh important to note too if, if someone's got an open floor plan mm-hmm. that the company's probably going to have also just an open policy in general for employees talking to each other mm-hmm. they're going to feel more comfortable where that person who might be annoyed be like hey can you please not do that okay um, i'm sorry if i'm uh, if i'm coming off annoying but that is distracting me um and then that can also open dialogue like no one should really get upset by this like yeah i'm sorry it's a nervous tick we all have nervous ticks, and mm-hmm. we know that they come out around mm-hmm. other people and it's like sorry i'm working on that kind of thing um but all in all i think the positives outweigh the negatives mm-hmm. uh there's always going to be another set of eyes that has um another you know Another idea or another aspect or perspective that you did not see before is going to enhance your overall work plan. Um, I think the best uh, best example that I can think of and one of the first adopters of early floor plans um, was like Walt Disney Company. Uh, they had all their animators and they're all working on individual projects. And Walt Disney's like, open floor plan, no cubicles. We used to have this, no. And they just churned out all of their best work. And I know it's not really in. The ad industry, but I mean, it's just it's all ideas flowing. It's everyone working together. I I,
0: I like the, the the Disney reference being in Orlando. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> okay, moving on to the next one. Um, unlimited pay time off.
1: Leave it at home.
0: Wow, leave, I would it. leave it as well. Leave it. Any particular reason?
1: Yeah, this is something I would feel strongly about because you are the say i'm coming into well i guess i am new here at evoke but Mm -hmm. i'm coming in here new at evoke and say there is unlimited paid time off i wouldn't want to be the new hire that takes you know two months off spread out throughout the whole year and then feel like i'm being judged or looked at that i'm not taking my work seriously whether Mm -hmm. i'm going to more conferences on my own or if i am taking vacations to do things that inspire me i think setting a standard so everyone is kind of on an equal playing field. Okay. I, think. I think that's important. Um, but I would stand strongly with increased pay time off um, so you do have more options to have that work life balance.
0: Okay. I, I mean, Fair enough.
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah, yeah. I, I, that's kind of the 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 nightmare scenario that some managers tend to have, where you know a person decides to take like a three month sabbatical mm-hmm. and they, under the guise of, oh, you know, I'm I'm gonna find myself and I'll report my findings when I come back. I swear. <laughs>
1: Not that I wouldn't enjoy it. would I, oh, I would have who a heyday. But
0: you know who doesn't mind three months off? But okay. And uh, Brennan, any thoughts?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, all in all, like it's. Everything that you do that I've found in this industry, at least I am also very new coming into this, mm-hmm. but it seems like it's, it's all team-based. Okay. Everyone has their special specialty, but you have to rely on someone else, like you are a piece in the puzzle for the overall project. For sure. And it's it's almost wishful thinking to think that obviously everyone loves what they do. Okay. But there's gonna be someone's got a bad day or something happened mm-hmm. and reason like reasonably you can say, Oh, I need some time to reflect or think on this and kind of step away from work. But you no one else is stopping. If someone decides, I'm gonna take a certain amount of time off um, they can do that, obviously, but if it just keeps going, mm-hmm. going, and going, and uh, I mean, uh, this place can be stressful at times, and it just keeps like, oh, I decided to take paid time off now. <laughs> well, no, we have a deadline tomorrow. Okay, I can't. Uh, you can't do this right now. It's Absolutely, like, well, I've got it, so I can do. It's like it's company policy. Yeah, it's, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about and, it? Um, yeah. Like you said, it's there's got to be standards. It's still a company. So work's still got to be done. Okay.
1: I can't imagine trying to handle a social media crisis while on the go oh. on a cruise or in the middle of, you know, a speaker. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm be able to step away and catch up with all the tweets going on it's it's rapid fire sometime in <laughs> my little true. world
0: that is a fa- that is the most amazing first world problem ever <laughs> like i don't know how i'm gonna catch up with all these tweets no i don't way. even There's There's hilarious,
2: no too. i just imagine cru- cruises because you cannot use your phone at international waters mm-hmm. though so i just i imagine unless you're, you want to pay those roaming charges that's true but, I mean, who's got Who, all yeah, the $25 a know? minute? Nah. <laughs> so I, I just imagine you're responding to tweets, and then all of a sudden, oh, you hit the line. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> what, what? No. You're running to the back of the boat just to stay.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right, so next one. Um, and this is, a, this is an interesting one, fairly new. I, I only just heard about it a couple, maybe months ago. But the idea of getting away, getting away from the annual performance review and kind of sticking with real time feedback. So in the sense of like continuous, sometimes app based evaluations that you could literally get as a notification on your phone when you're in the middle of a project Mm -hmm. saying, hey, good job or "Mm, you could have done better. So like what's it like what take it or leave it.
2: I would say leave it honestly but okay. in in a certain sense because like maybe modify it definitely mod- i think there's a best of both worlds scenario here mm-hmm. i mean like i think you should always get continuous feedback so you're not just like going for that throughout the entire year think you're okay because no one's told you anything at the end of the year you're like yeah you did awful this year it's like oh i would have liked to know that like maybe six months ago eight months ago but I still think in a formal setting you sit down with your supervisors and be like here are the projects I worked on here like what could I improve it on what did I do well like they're telling you this throughout the year mm-hmm. um, kind of like as they're working with you on some or just kind of like oh I really like that but if it's really formal I think that's the best way to really maintain relationships in the office with your supervisors too, and say just it's very organic and then look this is the standard strict like lay it out on the table like end of year like could be good could be bad but you know it's just it's constant but i think it's always good to have a big moment where it's just like let's look at everything
0: it's almost like a a mix of the formal and the informal okay sure any any thoughts on that one
1: yeah i i think i'd actually take it it is represent representative i can't even that. don't put that in there yeah <laughs> bloopers real we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll we edit go. that out <laughs> it, it is the type of management style that works for me and that i get to have even with megan here my manager and it's constant feedback now we don't work through an app with this you know with the feedback, but. I do get constant feedback on emails. When I send her a finished project, I am getting her feedback. Hey, you did really great on this. Make sure to keep an eye on this next time. Mm-hmm. And that's something that helps you grow continuously. Mm-hmm. I think having that proof and having those suggestions kind of documented would help you going into that year-end review. So I wouldn't have the app or the continuous improvement or continuous feedback replace. Okay, replacing the year in review i still think that's a great way to kind of recap for both the employer and the employee.
0: for sure all right ladies and gentlemen that concludes this episode of provoke again i want to thank my guests stephanie and brennan for coming in and talking to us about their expectations of good office culture uh in the advertising industry and uh here's to hoping that the uh, new class of talent uh gets that and much more um this episode was recorded in the Evoke Advertising Studios near Orlando, Florida. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to email us at Provoke, P-R-O-V-O-K, at EvokeAd.com, and uh, follow us on Twitter at EvokeAd, as well as Facebook at Evoke Advertising to keep up with our contributions to the advertising world. So until next time, just remember, you do not choose the advertising life. The advertising life chose you. Take care.